0: on the field and inside the clubhouse this is brewers extra innings now broadcasting live from american family field here's matt foley american family field is still
1: rocking the i love the 90s concert which will be highlighted by vanilla ice is going on as we speak so This might be the most amount of people that have ever still been in the ballpark when I've done this show. A few years ago Andy Grammer did a post-game concert But that game went like 13 innings and late into the night and there were not quite as many people. There's a good crowd here all hyped up for uh, Vanilla Ice after the Brewers get a good 5-1 win over Washington. Andrew McCutcheon, a leadoff home run in the first inning. Luis Urias adds a bomb. Good pitching performance from uh, Brandon Woodruff. Josh Hader picks up his 15th save in his many appearances and the Brewers get the series win. They're looking for a series sweep coming up tomorrow. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, calling, texting, or if you want to tweet at me, you can do so at Matt Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air is how you get in contact with the program. We'll take you till 11 o'clock tonight. Brewers are victorious as they come away with the 5-1 victory over the Nationals tonight. Former brewer in Valley. Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Rettino. He joins me next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Works at third the pitch. Josh Bell sends one into
2: shuttle center and a sliding over the shoulder catch by Luis Lurias. Wow, what a play by Luis.
1: One. Brewers get the win over Washington. Brewers Extra Innings does continue here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pawley at American Family Field, where the I Love the 90s concert is, uh, is going strong right now. A lot of people are still here. Let's bring in uh, former Brewer Vinny Rotino. Vinny, what kind of music do you listen to?
3: <laughs> well, I was just gonna ask you the same thing because I can't believe you're doing the show now or not, and not in the front row in, a, in some sort of mosh pit. Well, they don't they want to have a mosh pit of the Vanilla Ice show, but I listen to like U two, like some '90s okay. music like that, sure. and uh, yeah, I love I love rock and roll, love like bands like U two and even like Coldplay and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: U2 is actually my favorite band
3: of all time. I have never seen them in true concert,
1: but I was at a Super Bowl that they performed a halftime show. So I at least got to see them do uh, three songs live. That's the most I've seen 2001?
3: You were there in 2001 to see that performance?
1: Yeah, the first Super Bowl after 9-11 when they rolled all the names down. Yeah, I was there. That That still gives uh, me chills. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. My dad and I went to that game together, so uh, that was uh, that was something. Uh, let's talk a little baseball as uh, as we'll listen to music in the background going throughout the course of this uh, this show. That's a that's a good pitching performance today from Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff goes out six innings, one run, five hits, six strikeouts, no walks, and I, I don't know, but it, he kind of quietly did it. Like it wasn't one of those days where it just felt like he was absolutely dominating. But then the game gets over and you look at his line, and you're like, all right, that was a that was a. Really a solid day from Woody.
3: Yeah, I mean, so 70 strikes out of 100 pitches. Now, that's like crazy elite. Like, pitchers just don't do that, right? 37 out of 49 pitches with his four-seamer for strikes. So what I noticed tonight about Brandon Woodruff is he was commanding his four-seamer, and really all of his pitches, but mainly his four-seamer, to actual spots. Like, at times we see some of these these pitchers all over the league um, just kind of rip fastballs up at the top of the zone, really throw it to, like, area. Areas, right, But Woody, Woody tonight was hitting like spots with that fastball. And he was actually throwing down in the zones at times with his fastball and not necessarily living at the top of the zone. So that's what I, I did notice about him. He threw his two-seamer a lot less tonight as well. <clears throat> These guys are always making adjustments, and that's that's the beauty about this pitching staff and the beauty about like, a guy like Brandon Woodruff. He's always continually trying to get better, trying to make adjustments, tweak things here and there. Pitch usage looked like it was one of the, the things he changed tonight and then obviously his his delivery sounds like he always is trying to work on it and get it more synced up. He really looks synced up tonight.
1: How tough is that for opposing teams when as a starting pitcher you can put so many different types of looks out there like you're put, if you're the Nationals or any other team moving forward, you know the bread and butter for Woodruff, but at the same time, putting together that very specific scouting report can be challenging when, when a Woodruff can kind of change his approach from one game to the next.
3: Yeah, especially in today's day and age, in today's game, these guys, scouting reports are so important. It's gotten to a point where all the data, the analytics, the scouting reports have players kind of just guessing, right? And I didn't. When I played it, wasn't like this. You kind of you kind of sat on fastball and you made adjustments to every other pitch. At times, you would maybe guess slider or something like that. Now, guys are sitting and guessing for fastballs up, like in a certain spot, because guys throw it that much. Um, and so, it's just a different game nowadays. And so, yes, you always have to. It seems like these guys are always changing their repertoire, they're changing their pitch, pitch usages, and changing how they're attacking certain lineups. Uh, it gets really in-depth, um, it gets really complicated, but the Brewers do a, as good a job as anybody in the league with this new, kind of new-age game.
1: And we hear about pitchers reading swings, and a lot of times it's a, it's a collaborative effort between the pitcher and the catcher on reading swings. I think about Devin Williams, because it got to a point where a ton of teams were just sitting change-up, and I know we've had a lot of conversations about Williams. He's been using the fastball more lately, and it's been really effective, and if you've got teams that are sitting ch- you know, change-up and you're throwing a fastball, you're probably going to have a lot of success.
3: Exactly, yeah. I mean, especially with the stuff now, right? So, I mean, take a guy like Devin Williams, for example. So he's got a big discrepancy between the speed, the velocity between his changeup and his fastball. It's 96-mile-an-hour fastball. It's a 83-mile-an-hour changeup. And so, yeah, if you're sitting on one of them, then you can hit that one pitch, but you're not going to be able to hit the other one. that's where Devin Williams has been able to get the... And the main key for him is to get that fastball in the zone and not have it scattered all over the place. That's when he's been in trouble. So now he's getting both of those pitches in the zone. That's very difficult to cover as an opposing hitter.
1: Brewers come away again with the victory tonight. They win 5-1 to one, uh, over Washington. I heard Craig Council mentioned on his pregame conversation with uh, with Bob Euchre before yesterday's game that this is a pitching staff with the Nationals that maybe um, they they throw too many strikes sometimes. And he talked about how the Brewers this year have been a very good team about being patient uh, in at bats. But when you're playing against the Nationals, maybe being patient isn't the best thing. Maybe you need to be a little bit more aggressive early on in the count. And then I thought they were fairly aggressive in yesterday's game. And today, first pitch that Andrew McCutcheon sees, he goes and and hits it out of there. This is kind of, it's sort of down the same path, Vinny, because it's all about that advanced scouting. Like, obviously the Brewers go into this series saying, swing early and you're going to have some success. And for the most part, that has worked.
3: Yes, so again, they do just a great job with communicating all the data, the analytics, the scouting reports to the players and making it digestible for these guys in order to implement it in games. And we saw that obviously with Andrew McCutcheon today hitting that first pitch. I mean, he swings that first pitch a lot, but yes, we're seeing that more from this club against the Nationals, that they are being more aggressive early on in the count. Uh, First pitch, go ahead and and take a hack at it Uh, because sometimes, and we're, we're seeing teams do that against the Brewers as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, they're doing a great job of implementing these scouting reports, and they're doing a good job of, of really attacking this Washington Nationals pitching staff.
1: Top of the order today, McCutcheon goes 3-for-5, Arias goes 2-for-5. Uh, Each of those guys hit home runs. You get two hits from Christian Yelich, he goes 2-for-5. So for the top three guys to combine for, what, uh, seven hits, you're going you're gonna to win a lot of ball games when you've got those guys coming around with as many hits as they had tonight.
3: Yeah, I mean those guys are important. I mean, we heard Andrew. Uh, yeah, we heard Andrew McCutchen at the end of the game. Like, there's no room to breathe in this lineup. And sometimes I think we do get a little bit like panicky about this offense at times. But when you look at this offense, I mean, this is a top five offense in scoring runs this year. I mean, it's a top five offense in OPS this year and in, in the major league. So, the offense really is kind of balanced uh i mean at times i think against good really good pitching they do get shut down but who doesn't uh and at times you just see some empty at bats from this club and i think we get a little bit biased as to what this offense can't do instead of focusing on what they can do and what they have done so far it's a great body of work so far and and yeah when you look at those top three guys and if those guys are getting on base which they have been, then all of a sudden you have to face Hunter Renfro swinging a really hot bat. You have to face a Rowdy Telez, obviously swinging a really hot bat. And, uh, uh-oh, watch out for Keston here all of a sudden with two hits tonight and uh, a really big hit with the bases loaded to help win this game.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about Keston here a little bit more in uh, in, in just a moment. The other thing, though, about just before we uh, go to our first break here, they do this today against a lefty. And I, look, Patrick Corbin's really struggling. He comes into the game 0-6, 6.28. He's now 0-7, 6.60 ERA. I get it that he is not having a very good season. But the Brewers have struggled so much against lefties this year. I think it's a big deal that they're able to feel some big success against a left-handed starter.
3: Yep, and you heard Craig Council talk about this in the last time, last game they played against a left-handed pitcher that they got beat by, that uh, kid from the Braves who got called up from A Davidson. And you heard Council say almost like, hey, don't panic, this is going to turn around because it's almost as if this is like a weird sample size that we're seeing. Um, hopefully that that is the case and that this, cor- this uh, uh, Patrick Corbin... Uh, Game where they face Patrick Corbin is going to turn things around for them when facing left-handed pitching because it is a big deal and they do need to be more consistent overall and I don't know if it's just a a weird sample size. Uh, I I don't know if I agree with with counsel right there in saying that. Um, But they do have the guys on paper to be able to score runs against left-handed pitching. So again, hopefully they'll uh, turn it around from here. 5-1, Brewers get the win over the Nationals. If you want to join the program, you can do
1: so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. More in just a moment. We are live from American Family Field. This is Brewers Extra Journeys. Here
2: it is. Strike, strain, looking. No argument from Ruiz on that one. It caught the inside quarter.
1: It's another strikeout for Woodruff. Brandon working hard back at the station, getting us some vanilla ice music coming back. The question is, (laughs) can he find another... Vanilla Ice song to go. What, Vinny? What is your second favorite Vanilla Ice song? <laughs> get
3: out of here! Get out of here, man! It's hilarious on the post game show for Bally. Tim Dillard goes. I, I'm going to get down there right after the show and listen to one Vanilla Ice song and then leave.
1: <laughs> he, I, I can. I can name a second one. He's got the uh, the Ninja rap song from the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie.
3: <laughs> what do I? Where do I go with that? That's that's amazing that you know that. So, Good job well,
1: man. <laughs> the, the, here here's the baseball connection because in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, Casey Jones and Raphael are like one's chasing the other and Casey Jones has the bat and he swings it at Raphael and Raphael grabs it and looks at it and says, a Jose canseco bat, don't tell me you spent money on this. There's your <laughs> baseball connection.
3: Again, good job, Matt. I have no idea where to take that. Let's talk some Brewers about That's right. amazing, though.
1: Okay. 5-1 <laughs> Brewers get the win uh, over the Nationals. Uh, Keston here has the two hits today. And... Tiny sample size, but he had the home run the other day. He has the two hits today. He's getting an opportunity because Willie Adamas is on the injured list. Uh, This is all you can do is take advantage when you have the opportunities, and he's doing that right now. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know what kind of decisions the Brewers are going to be forced to make as they get healthier and healthier. But you have to appreciate what he's doing right now.
3: So he's won the last two games that he's played in basically right the walk-off home run line drive off the batter's eye in the 11th inning against the braves and then we, I mean, he didn't technically win this game but he gave him a ton of breathing room the game was three to one was still in doubt and then keston herrick comes up tonight with a with the bases loaded with two outs and gets a hard base hit into into left field he looks great i mean a 777 ops agreed that we don't know how long this will last and you know you just got to find them the right spots to play in. How do you do that though? It's kind of a log jam at some of the spots that he would play in. Obviously, first base with Rowdy Tellez, DH with you know McCutcheon and, and, and Yelich and, and these guys mixing in at DH, but you got to try and find them a chance to play at this point. Let's keep that bat hot. He's very impactful when he is on time, when he is seeing the ball real well, when he is, you know, got the right matchup as well. So there's certain arms that he's going to really excel against. And, uh you know, obviously a lefty like Patrick Corbin is going to be one of those guys.
1: We're not dummies. Like, we can look at the roster and know, okay, when Willie Adamas comes back, Here's the group of players the team could be looking at to kind of be contending for that final roster spot. And it's, you look at Hira, Mike Brasso. I think he's gone under the radar with the way he's played. Solid defense. He's hitting almost 300. We know what Jace Peterson does in terms of his very professional at bats and his ability to get on base. It's a good problem to have, but there's not a there's not an easy decision to be made at the moment.
3: There really isn't. Uh, obviously, you want Willie Adamas back sooner than later. It's not like we want to n- delay this decision. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough call uh, who you would send out at this point. I, I mean, how do you send out a Mike Brasso for the second time with an 8.17 OPS? Like you said, he's been coming up with a ton of really big hits. He's been starting rallies. Uh, he, he really does hit left-handed pitching. He looks great uh, at the plate. Um, he looks solid at third. And wherever else you put them in the infield as well. So um, it's, it's going to be a really big problem to have once they have to make that call.
1: I've been impressed by Urias' shortstop defense. Last year, he really struggled defensively when he was at shortstop, and that was part of what prompted the trade for Willie Adamas. And then uh, Urias goes over to third, and he did a nice job there from there on out defensively. You could you could put him at shortstop a moment here, a moment there, and be okay. It just felt like he got a little bit exposed there when he was playing a lot. Well, now he's playing there a lot because of the injury to Adamas, and he's making all the plays out there, Vinny.
3: Yeah, I know. It, 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 I mean, he he had a little bit of an errant throw tonight, a little bit up the line uh, into the runner, and um, Keston, Keston made a great play on that ball. Um, but I, I think the the throwing st- the throwing stuff isn't necessarily still there. You, you just what you want to see is actually you want to see him make an errant throw. You want to see him make an error and then come back that next throw and be totally fine. That's that's kind of what you're. Looking forward to see if he made the adjustment. It's more of a mental adjustment anyway, just staying confident after making mistakes. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, he, he does look good. I mean, he does look good at short. He's made a couple of acrobatic plays. Uh, he, he's, he, saved a, a, he made a couple of nice double play turns tonight on the run as well. So, yeah, I'm with you. He looks fine over there. Obviously, Willie is the guy, but Luis Arias has been filling in really nicely there defensively
1: defensively yesterday they played well they had a number of good defensive plays we've talked about you know, when they went on that road trip they kind of went into that defensive funk and i remember you saying that you you as a team can go into a defensive funk just the same way as you can go into a hitting slump or go into a, a pitching slump we knew the team was better defensively and they've certainly showed it the last two days
3: man have they yeah i mean it's so it, when you're catching the ball and you're throwing the ball well it it, it it gives everyone a sense of just, like, calm. It gives all the pitching staff a sense of calm. Hey, all I got to do is execute my pitches, and my defense is going to back me up. And it also helps, too, when you get a little bit, I guess luck is the wrong word, but, like, that play at the plate last night on a relay uh, on the inside the park homer, I mean, it's almost like a catching a break where you have an opportunity to make a play like that, and you make it, and that's a big out right there. And it goes the right way for you. That as a team, it is a little bit of like a sigh of relief. Like things are going our way right now, even though you still had to make that play. The opportunity was there to make that play, and they made it. And so that's that's a big part of it too that people don't really necessarily understand or think about.
1: Five one Brewers get the win over the Nationals. We still will hear from Manager Craig Council and go back through the game with the highlights. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Keston Hurnow, rocket to
2: left, base hit. is in, around third and going to score easily. Hunter Renfro and the
1: Brewers now lead 5-1. That would end up being the final score. Brewers get the win. Brewers extra innings rolling on here on WTMJ as the I Love the 90s concert is uh, going on here at American Family Field. In case you're curious how they set up the stage and everything, because when they do the big shows here, uh, like they just did the big country concert recently, they do it a little bit different. When they do the the after-the-game concerts, they wheel out a stage setup, and they put it just on the outer portion of the infield. Dirt, so just up against, like basically, uh, right up to where the center field grass would start, and they've got the cont- uh, the uh, the stage and some speakers out there from about the shortstop spot to the second base spot, staying on the dirt, and then there's probably I don't know maybe three four five hundred probably three probably four hundred people uh, that they've got on the dirt right in front of the stage, and they've got that um, cordoned off with ropes. So you cannot get onto the grass, and they've got security on the sides of the ropes to make sure nobody gets on the grass, and then everybody else who's here is sitting in the stands, and there are a lot of people that are still here for uh, for this show. The bottom deck is probably almost all the way full uh, from beyond first all the way to beyond third, and then even the second deck is probably 60% full from that, uh, that same area. So there's a lot of people that are uh, watching this show getting excited for Vanilla Ice, who has yet... To uh, to take the stage here at American Family Field, Brewers get the five one win. Uh, let's grab some uh, text messages and some tweets. Doug texting in says they're not missing a beat with Urias at shortstop, making play after play and another home run by being able to play those three infield spots in his hitting. He could con- be considered their most important player. And good to get Hader a little work and an easy save. Keep that streak going. Yeah, Urias can play second, shortstop, and third. Shortstop was the position. That you were probably most uncomfortable with uh, coming into the season, and like I just mentioned with Vinny a few moments ago, he's been really good. He's been really good defensively at shortstop, and that's that's important to see. And I think when you the Brewers are big believers, it's not it's not positionless baseball. Like that was a term that was being thrown out uh, a lot by some of the advanced metrics folks over the last couple of years. It's kind of gone away a bit, but. It certainly is multi position baseball. I mean you look up and down the roster and who other than your two catchers, and really if you needed to throw Nervaez or Caratini over at first base, you could do it. You maybe even could throw a Caratini at third if you uh, if you needed to. Rowdy Telez is a first baseman and nothing more than a first baseman. But pretty much all the outfielders can play any of the three outfield spots. Uh, you've just got you've got guys who can play a whole lot of uh, many different positions so when you do lose one of your top players like a Willie Adamas you're you don't um, it's not oh my gosh we have to call this guy up from AAA to become the everyday shortstop moving forward no it's more about you can move Urias over to shortstop and then you can have some combination of uh, Mike Brasso and Jace Peterson over at third and when you need to give Colton Wong a day off at second. You can put Urias at second base, and you can put those two guys over at third. So, yeah, it just it creates a lot of flexibility for manager Craig Council, and it's an important part of the way that this team has been built and continues to be built uh, by David Stearns and Matt Arnold, to be sure. A, a tweet coming in from... Uh, uh at brew crew scott how do you juggle the hot bats of keston mccutcheon rowdy and hunter hunter renfro yeah it's a it's a good problem to have right like that's the you you look at the lineup today and admittedly you're facing against a left-hander so the lineup looks a little bit different but today it was rowdy Telez who has the day off because you 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 almost felt this need to get keston here in there so he he's in there and um, yeah, it's again. It's a good problem to have. Having the DH is helpful in, in that because you get an extra bat in the lineup every day. I like McCutcheon in the leadoff spot against lefties. I'm not a huge lineup guy. Uh, I think you know, barring doing barring putting Rowdy toles in the leadoff spot, right? Like or putting him in the ninth spot. Uh, but you know, I, for the most part, I'm, I don't. I don't get. I don't get all bent out of shape about lineups or guys being in the same spot on an everyday basis. I just I think in today's game that stuff's really played out more than it needs to be. But you like a guy in the leadoff spot who's going to get on base, who's going to be aggressive, who's you Yeah, I don't know if you need the pop, but it's not the worst thing in the world to have a leadoff home run. Colton Wong certainly gives you the leadoff home runs, and McCutcheon does that today. So I like him in that leadoff spot. Uh, Just have a dangerous hitter right there at the top, and it it worked out well. And that leadoff home run kind of set the tone for the Brewers tonight. They get the 5-1 win over the Washington Nationals. We'll come back with the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: No balls and one strike on Hernandez. There goes Strange Gordon, the pitch is high, the throw to second is gonna be in time! Oh, what a tag by Luis Urias!
1: get the 5-1 win tonight as they knock off the Washington Nationals. A lot of good things. Andrew McCutcheon lead off home run in the first. Luis Urias adds a home run. Good pitching performance from Brandon Woodruff. One run on five hits in six innings. So a lot of things tonight for manager Craig Council to talk about as he chatted with the media just a few moments ago.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think Woody pitched well tonight. I mean, this is what quality major league starters do. They, um... You know, they 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 take it and they make adjustments as they go. And um, I thought he found some things tonight. Um, velocity was great, like the whole game. I held it, like kind of through pitch 100. Um, I thought his last inning was excellent. Um, so good, really good, very good start. He's kind of had a tough time getting deep into games this year. So how nice to see him go through that part of the order that he did. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, they. you know, Gordon had a good at-bat where he kind of made him work for um, 10 or 11 pitches. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, he they made him work a little bit, but, you know, six strong innings and, and did a nice job. Your right-handed hitters kind of drove the bus against Corbin, didn't they? They got contributions for a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean we did we just did a great we did a really nice job in the first inning, you know, jumped on somebody, um, you know, right right kinda of before they get settled in. Um and the, the first four hitters took great swings. Um you know, and that, that gave us a two nothing lead right away. Um and then yeah, we, we, we put together a nice rally again and, and Keston Cop um, capped it off with, with the big hit. That that two out hit with the bases loaded is a huge one there. Uh, but getting there, Bross had a nice at bat to walk, and um, Hunter took advantage of the shift a little bit. So um, that that was a big inning for sure. It seemed like
1: they all had success on the fastball too. Yeah. was that part of the plan?
4: Yeah, I mean, look. Well, Corbin's got a good slider, and uh, that's that's a tough pitch to hit. Um, it's one of those guys where. Don't miss the fastball. Um, you're gonna, you know that's the pitch that you want to get. Um, he's aware of that, but he's got to sprinkle in a little bit. Um, but you're right; we did a nice job against the fastball. And I think that's really important against Patrick Corbin. have a better start to a game that then. We showed had today three great plays defensively in yeah. that nice hit. Yeah, he, he played a just all-around good game tonight, right? A- affected us uh, defensively and, and with the bat. Um, Playing the first was brilliant. Um, you know, just gets Woody back in the dugout with kind of an easy inning. Um, I mean, he, he had a couple nice plays, so um, great all-around game. How nice is it to see that from him defensively, especially at short take? Yeah, after, you know, last well, it's, it's a big, you know, when you lose Willie, that was obviously big. And, um, you know, we chose next man up there. Um, and he's played the last, let's see, eight games there now. Is it eight or no, it's only five, mm-hmm. maybe five. Sorry, okay. uh, five and six, five or six. Yeah. Um, so it's it's important. He's going to be the shortstop, and for him to play well and gain confidence at that at position is important. Was Hernandez Box's last hitter? Uh, I think it was the eighth. Uh, not necessarily, no. Soto coming up. Not necessarily. How big was it to get that out? Not let Soto. Yeah, I mean, I think you look and and. and Anytime you have a player like that on the other team, it's you know you don't want them up. I mean that's that's about bringing Josh in there and trying not to let Soto hit there. Uh, so it's the same thing. And Hernandez had a nice at bat. I mean he, he had some tough foul balls, and I think I, I think Box left the strike zone because he kind of got him in swing mode there, um, and and made a good pitch on him. For, uh... But but Box had a good inning. I mean it was just kind of some some ground balls that unfortunately. Found holes um, and, and got in trouble a little bit. Right. For, for Andrew to miss, you know, ten
0: eleven
4: games, and yeah. come back with three hits, is that good to see? Just that the timing right on. Yeah, not 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 surprised. I think I don't think Andrew's a guy that I think he was capable of that. I think the first night was you know just seeing seeing the live arm again. But um, I mean that's that's why I let him off tonight. I was confident that he was he's going to be back on it after having after having getting four at-bats the night before. So um, just doing his thing, and, and we're going to count on him.
1: That's Brewers manager Craig Council. The Brewers get the win 5-1. We'll tell you how it all goes down with the highlights next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Bolling. 5-1 Brewers get the win over the Nationals. Pitching matchup tonight. Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Patrick Corbin makes the start for the Nationals. In the top of the first inning, Nelson Cruz reaches on a catcher's interference with a couple outs. So one on, two outs for Josh Bell. Works at third the pitch. Josh Bell sends one into shuttle
2: center and a stack.
1: Wow, what a play by Luis. Yeah, what a play indeed. Lorenzo Cain actually did his little fake catch thing that he does sometimes on balls that are going to drop to try to deke out the runner. I don't think he thought that Urias was going to get there, but he did. And then uh, the Brewers head to the bottom of the first inning, and Andrew McCutcheon leads things off.
2: Andrew McCutcheon, drives.
1: No, you can't. So that's the first pitch of the day from Corbin. The second pitch to Luis Urias is a base hit. So one on for Christian Yelich. Fourth the Pinnick Associates of Wisconsin.
2: Yelich, bouncer in the right center, of base hit. Urias is going
1: to wind up at third, and the Brewers' first inning continues without an out. The first out comes off the bat of Hunter Renfro. He hits a sacrifice fly. It scores Urias, and it makes it a 2 nothing game. It would stay that way until the top of the third inning when Lane Thomas comes up to the plate.
0: Kind of the fuel, if you will, for Willie Adamas. 0-2 pitch. This is hit pretty well out the left center field. Yelich racing back, looking up, and that's going to clear the wall and get into the Brewers' bullpen. It is a solo home run for Lane Thomas, and the Nationals are on the board. It's a 2-1 ball game.
1: And they p- keep making noise in the inning. D-Strange Gordon gets a base
0: hit, uh, but then he tries to steal second base, and it doesn't go so well. No balls, good one strike on Hernandez. There goes Strange Gordon. The pitch is high. The throw to second is going to be in time. Oh, what a tag by Luis Urias. the challenge
1: then came from the nationals but nothing was changed that's a great play as strange gordon caught stealing that ends up being a big deal because then uh, cesar hernandez gets a base hit if strange gordon would have been on second he would have scored uh, but instead you just had the runner on at first one out and it's juan soto standing in three two pitch
0: to juan soto chopped right back to the mound woodruff fields throws to second floor back to first in time it goes 1-6-3 on the double play for the crew to get out of the inning. Yeah, just
1: giving up the one run in the third felt like a victory, and the Brewers have a 2-1 lead. That was really the only blip on the day for Brandon Woodruff. In the fourth inning, he would uh, give up a couple hits, but would get out of the inning with two left on thanks to uh, this pitch to Michael Franco.
0: Woodruff's two 2-2 pitch. There goes the runner.
1: Swing and a miss.
0: He struck him out with a fastball down and away. And Brandon Woodruff with a couple of strikeouts here at the top of the fourth. Both of them ortho ASAP strikeouts. He has four strikeouts. So we go to
1: the bottom of the fifth inning. Quickly, there's two outs in the frame, and Luis Urias comes up. Here's Luis Urias. driven the right, center on the
2: deepest right center and it's a three-to-one game
1: Wow what a shot by Luis Christian Yelich and Hunter Renfro follow with back-to-back base hits putting runners on at first and third and then Mike Brasso walks and that loads the bases for Keston Hero.
2: Keston Hero rocket to left base hit Yelich is in around third and gonna score easily Hunter Renfro and the Brewers now
1: lead 5-1. Patrick Corbin will be done pitching for the Nationals after five innings in the sixth inning. Rosmo Ramirez comes in, gives up a a couple hits to Lorenzo Cain and Andrew McCutcheon, nothing more. And Brad Boxberger enters the game in the seventh inning after six strong innings from Brandon Woodruff. Uh, Boxberger would get Yadiel Hernandez to ground out, but then issues a walk in front of Michael Franco, who flies out. So one on, two outs. It doesn't seem like much of a situation, but Lane Thomas gets a base hit, and then D-Strange Gordon gets a base hit as well. So all of a sudden, the bases are loaded, and Cesar Hernandez comes to the plate representing the tying run.
0: The ninth pitch of the at-bat, about to be unfurled. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. He struck it out with a fastball off the plate. Boxberger with a big ortho ASAP strikeout. And he will strand the bases loaded here in the top of the seventh.
1: Pitching kind of takes over from there. It's a 5-1 game. Steve Ciszek throws a scoreless bottom of the seventh. Trevor Gott, a scoreless top of the eighth. And then Josh Rogers, a scoreless bottom of the eighth inning. So we go to the ninth inning with the Brewers leading by a 5-1 score. New pitcher is Hobie Milner. He gets the first out against Yadiel Hernandez, who grounds out. But then a base hit from Ruiz, and Franco gets a base hit as well. So runners on at first and second after Lane Thomas grounds out for the second out of the inning, moving runners to second and third. The Brewers go to the bullpen, bring on Josh Hader. Hader faces off against Riley Adams.
2: Here it is, swinging in a fly ball. Shallow right, should do it. It did. Hunter Renfro on the catch, and Josh Hader. Delivers again. Final score. Brewers five, Nationals one.
1: Brewers go to 26 and 14 while the Nationals drop to 13 and 28. Winning totals for the crew five runs, 12 hits, one air, and they end up leaving 10 for Washington. One run, nine hits, no airs. They leave eight winning pitcher Woodruff he's 5 and 2 Corbin the loss he's 0 and save Owen 7 excuse me Josh Hader his 15th save home runs in the game. Andrew McCutcheon is third. Luis Urias is third. Lane Thomas is second. The game lasting three hours and 13 minutes played in front of a crowd of 34,837 folks here at American Family Field, many of whom are still here watching Vanilla Ice do Vanilla Ice things. Brewers get the 5-1 victory over Washington. We'll preview the series finale tomorrow afternoon, get you some scores from around baseball, and get out of here for the night that's next. This is Brewers Extra Just a few minutes left here in the program. Also, I think just a few minutes left in the Vanilla Ice concert because he just started Ice Ice Baby as we uh, go on. He's got some Ninja Turtles up on stage. He's bringing people up on stage. It is craziness. Earlier, he uh, asked everybody who used to have a cassette player to raise their hands, and uh, pretty much everybody did, so that tells you uh, i don 't think there's, uh, i don 't think there 's a whole lot of nineteen uh, year olds here uh, here at the uh, at the ballpark right now. I think it 's people more in my age group who yes we enjoyed listening to music on uh, on cassettes back in the day. Brewers get the five one win against the washington nationals let 's go ahead and uh, take a look at scores from across the National League central. In ten innings today, the Cubs lose to the Diamondbacks by a 7-6 score. Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel each go deep in the loss for the Cubs. Justin Steele made the start pitch well. Five innings, did not give up a run, just one hit, nine strikeouts, two walks, and then the bullpen uh, completely let down for the Cubs as uh, they end up giving all seven of those runs up after they come into the game. Cardinals get a win tonight over the Pirates by a 5-4 score. Cardinals uh, had one of their top prospects in Matthew Libertor making the start in his major league debut. Four and two-thirds innings, four runs on seven hits, three strikeouts, two walks. He does not factor into the decision. And then the Reds, they lose to the Blue Jays tonight, 3-1. Hunter Green was on the mound for the Reds. Pitched well, six innings, one run on four hits, six strikeouts, two walks. I think we're watching... A really exciting pitcher, uh, mature right in front of us with Green, and he certainly has the ability to strike guys out. Around the Brewers' minor league system, Low A Carolina they lose. I'll check that they win at home over Down East by a two-one score. High A Wisconsin at home they knock off South Bend nine-two. Wisconsin back ten games above five hundred at twenty-four and fourteen. Double A Biloxi uh, they fall at Mississippi five-four, and Triple A Nashville suspended in the bottom of the third inning, hosting Louisville. Seven nothing was uh, the score in the bottom of the third Nashville leading before that game ended up being suspended. Brewers and Nationals are going to wrap up their series coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. The pitching matchup tomorrow, it will be Freddie Peralta on the mound for the crew. The right-hander is 3-1 with a 3.53 ERA. The Nationals are going to oppose with right-handed pitcher Aaron Sanchez. He's 2-3 with a 7.94 ERA. 110 first pitch. Network coverage begins at 12.35. I'll have you starting at 12 o'clock for Brewers warm-up, and then I'll talk
0: to you again after of the game tomorrow for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.